so nice to be here once more with the friends of the society. Thank you all for, for being here. And uh, I will especially like to extend my, my very personal thank to Richard because he put this very expressive photograph of my, my nose. <laughs> and then uh, he was telling me that he chose Opa to introduce me because of the very compatible nose. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to show <laughs> Well, um, I was very happy to have previously Eric's presentation that was really wonderful and very enlightening. And some terms of reference he was using will be uh, supporting uh, many aspects of my, of my talk. Um, on the one hand, I would like to, to dedicate the, the modest speech, if you allow me so, because I'm very much in love with Burrat Line. So I, it's addressed to her in the Jabalut. And in the Mulk uh, Dominion, I would like to, to mention my very admired friend Abdelbaki Miftah, the Algerian great scholar who knows so much of the science of numbers and, and was very inspired, very, very inspiring for the research I'm currently doing. As you'll see, the talk will mainly refer to three main writings of Ibn Arabi. On the one hand, the Tarjuman al the interpreter of passions, of, uh, of which uh, I'm currently doing an alphanumerical analysis of the structure and the points. And then it will deal with the Tasha Rasai, which is the letters of love Ibn Arabi wrote to the Kaaba after the episode, after the famous episode, I, I will mention later. And then some passages of Fuduhat uh, connected to the Kaaba. I presume that most of you are familiar with the character of Kurrakulai in the Tajuman. So, and, and first, uh, I would like to, I hope I have your permission to, to switch on your inner PowerPoint and, and access your imagination, because I will ask of you to have in mind particularly a symbol that uh, underlies all of the I'm going to talk about, which would be connected to the image we had in, in Eric's talk of the Pursi circles surrounding the square. In that case, we, we provide a three-dimensional image. And uh, so please keep in mind during the whole, the symbol of a cube, which is in fact the cube of the Kaaba uh, itself, uh, surrounded by an sphere. Okay? We could add circles, uh, spheres, we could add inner cubes or the multiple cubes in the seven earths and, and heavens. But the, the idea is to keep this symbol in mind so that it will give proper meaning and understanding to what I'm dealing with. Now, in my original world idea, also thinking of advice, was connected to, to Eric's talk. I was always thinking of this uh, advice, this commanding advice of the Quran saying the Atabul, so cross over. So that's maybe what we are going to do here, is face, to face some data of those texts with the purpose of crossing over from symbol to symbol in different levels. In, in, at some parts, I will be using lexical interreference uh, trying to approach the original meaning of the roots of the words 
And this is crossing over the original meaning and image that is so meaningful to, to follow in Arabic. And the other uh, idea is also to deal with the numbers that result from, in many instances, from the text itself, providing some keys of the, for understanding. So this is another way of crossing over. Um, the number of them will come through the text. <coughs> I apologize because the text is in Spanish, but I, I hope you can cross over from English to Spanish. Is, is that fine? Or <laughs> maybe I do it. So this will slow me down a little bit, but I think that's good also for contemplation. The title instead of what I offer, that was Kurrat Line, Epiphany of the Kaaba in the Taj Mahal and the structure of Taj al uh, would be, as I thought in the plane, uh, using a, a, a neologistic expression, I would rather call it Temenophany of the Kaaba, where Temenos temple in uh, the idea of of a sacred space in Greek, would provide the idea of a particular epiphany in, in the form, with the properties of the spirit, the ruhani of the temple itself. So, Kurrat Hulayna as a temenophany. Kurrat Hulayna, uh, in addition of this very uh, well-known expression of the Prophet Muhammad in the Hadith, which uh, refers to the three things that he most loved in this world, uh, in reference to the freshness of the eyes that comes from, from prior. All that wonderful feeling of opening and freshness in the eyes. So this is called itself Purgatorine. In addition to that, it is a, a term frequently uh, frequent in the works of Ibn Arabif, who uses it in a technical way alluding to the to diverse contexts and uh, to all the as expressive aspects of the polyvalence, symbolic polyvalence of the term. For example, in Theophany 82 of the Kitab al-Tajaliyat, the book of Theophanies, the divine speech addressed Ibn Arabi, calling him Purratu'ayn. So, is God saying to Ibn Arabi, Purratu'ayn. The, the, the freshness of my eye, of my eye. And the commentaries of this uh, uh, work, he notes as an explanation. That he never says that, because you are the one through him, I see everything. I look to everything. According to the commentator, the, the sense here of Kuratul Ayn is the place of looking, the place of the Divine Eye. In Futuhat, as we shall see later, in Arabic calls the Kaaba herself Kuratul Ayn. Okay, so the Kaaba is also Kuratul Ayn, as a personal name and attribute. We are in front of an eminent example of what I, I call in, in this uh, talk, and I, I ask of you to be to retain this idea, uh, symbolic transitivity. This is a common term in hermeneutics, from a, a specialist dealing with symbols, and transitivity in that context means that from one symbol we go to another one which in a sense is an equivalent but the image of the symbol completely changed, 
we can go from, a st from the stone to the town, to the celestial town, to the heart, to the rose, okay? And this crossing over from one symbol to another, which in a sense are equivalent because they are all signifying the mystery and the essential being and etc. But in another sense are completely different in their relevance and aspects. That's very much the matter of our approach to the reality of full rebel nine. On the other hand, uh, for those who heard me talking of uh, transjectivity in the sense of a crossing over uh, to a to space of flexibility in which we do not treat categories as a rigid, fixed thing. So we treat the ideas of objectivity, subjectivity, we treat them as perspectives, fluent perspectives, and this is a transjective perspective. Okay, so those two aspects, symbolical transitivity, transitivity and transjectivity, are fundamental aspects in the science of symbols, and uh, in particular in dealing with the highest and most originary science, which is that of the numbers. Let's see briefly the general meanings of the terms of the Arabic name of Purvatulai. As most of you know, Purra from Ruth Harada means consolation, freshness, and in this sense, pleasure, joy. The basic original meaning links the term to the idea of cold, proper to the solidity of ice. With the links this image with the meanings of karar, which is quietness, permanence, uh, residence, station, stability. Okay? So, freshness, pleasure on the one hand, stability, station, permanence on the other hand. Quietness. We think of, a, of the cube being quiet, and we think of the circumambulation as a movement, for example. Um, I, the second part of the term, is known to you, in addition of being the name of the letter that is called like that, uh, whose, numer whose numerical value is 70 plus 7, so corresponding to the circumambulations. Uh, it also means, as you know, I, source, entity, identity, a disk, for example, the solar disk is all Einstein's, for example, no? so circular image is contained. Thus, the, the conjunction of both terms, uh, <coughs> taking into consideration this lexical interreference, may signify many interconnected things that reveals the various aspects of the maiden called Kurdatulai. Ibn Arabi tells us in Tajuman that after reciting the four initial verses of the Tajuman that were inspired as he was realizing the ritual circles, he felt a very soft hand, softer than, than silk, touching his, in between his two shoulders, more or less here, so the base of his neck, uh, at his very center, and when he turned, he turned, and went to ask oneself, in what sense did he turn? He met this uh, maiden among the this uh, maiden of the daughters of Rum. So the expression he uses here is Jaria. And Jaria 
can be as well a servant as a noble maiden. And, uh, but the, the, the mystery of the use is that it also means, from the verb jara, to circulate to a fluent, for example, current of water. Okay? So jara is just to flow, but also to be in circulation. So it could be said of a planet, it could be said of anything circulating, in the weather sense. And so she's a, a, a jaria of the daughters of Rome, of this, with the Christian background of, of Anatolian dance. Uh, numerically, the whole expression, daria from, of the Banat of Rome, equals four. That's that's in correspondence with the four corners of the Kaaba and the four verses that are into consideration here. You remember those verses? Laita Shiari, I wish I could know. Okay? This beginning of the of the Tajuman. Apparently, well, just a short poem initiating the the text. It's not that that easy going uh, is is really a very complex poem and it is the matrix of the whole Tajuman. As I may explain at some point. <clears throat> okay, anyway, uh, what I found out is that most expressions that appear to be casual are not at all, and they also contain a, a very interesting uh, numerical value, as do the, the four verses we shall see. So, so Jari, as I say, this is an active participle, uh, meaning in circulation, and the term of terms of this lexical root are used by Ignarami in, in similar contexts, referring to the Kaaba, as we saw and will see, as well as to the divine throne or to the markup itself. So, getting back to the diagram we already saw. Thus, Kurratulai uh, is made present as a feminine epiphany of the throne and the Kaaba in affinity with the figure of the father who inspired the illuminations of Mecca, the Meccan openings. We shall also develop the relationship of Kurratulain and the father. In fact, in, in this view, they are both polyvalent temenophanies of uh, a masculine and a feminine uh, manifestation of the, of the same thing. So, as well as the point of four verses, if you allow me to create more neologism, I think uh, uh, Eric explained very, very well the nature of theophany, and uh, I think in that context we could call those four verses in particular for the, the eminent symbolical and theophanic value, we could call them poiomophany. I mean, poemphany in poiem. <laughs> The, the, the epiphany of the poem, because those are epiphanic verses. Imagine that he's turning and reciting one verse in each corner, and suddenly Kurratulain appears. That's very beautiful. Well, in chapter 72 of Futuhar, The Secrets of Pilgrimage, there are two uh, sections particularly revealing in this respect. In the first, the section entitled The Circumambulation of Kaaba, the master comments that uh, while performing these seven uh, circumambulations, the one who is performing them 
with the presence of the heart. Um, and he he mentions he mentions an expression uh, in which implies a, a body circumambulating and a heart which do not circumambulate. Okay? And the body circumambulating is, is four and the heart is six. I mean everything he says in such a meaningful context can be translated into numbers that fits the main numbers connected to the cow. So in the in the image you have in mind, hopefully, oh you are sleeping over there. <laughs> in the in the image you have consider that the color is eight vertices, so eight is meaningful, four corners, so in the plane we are present four corners. But in the sphere there are eight. And then we have the very meaningful seven around plus the sixfold surfaces, surfaces of the color itself. All numbers are implied by this very polyvalent rich symbol. But let's keep in mind those numbers to understand when I mention those numbers are referring to these aspects of the gala. So in the movement, in the in the cyclic movement of multiplicity and in the quietness of unity, what he says when, when you are circumambulating and with this heart under certain conditions, maybe you will experience in the presence of imagination that uh, he will experience that he is as those who circumambulate around the divine throne celebrating his praise, the praise of their Lord. He means the eight carrier angel angels or the angels who are uh, turning around. So a, a reference also to this cosmological image. Uh, there he comments as well, God has distinguished the Kaaba over the throne and the rest of the 14 houses or celestial and terrestrial Kaabas, which would mean be 7 plus 7, with a purpose, as it will be appreciated in the fact that it has not been transmitted to us that he is in the throne, nor in any other of the houses, but, but yet that it has been transmitted that he is in the black stone of the Kaaba, the right hand of God in the earth. So following, uh, following that, uh, it is a, a central question, which is the, the theophanic condition of the black stone in particular within the Kaaba. In this first section, of the chapter of Futuhat, in one of the verses that Ibn Arabi recites to the Kaaba and to the Sansan fountain, who were addressing him as well with, uh, in, in a live voice, uh, translating in them what, uh, uh, what is inspired to him from the presence of, of the, what he calls the, the perfect believer or the faithful uh, believer. Uh, he says in Arabic, Mutarjiman Anil Mu'min al Kamil, he says, The Kaaba of God is not other than your, that our own essence. Okay, very relevant to see this symbolical transitivity. At some point, the Kaaba of God comes to be no other thing than our own essence. Fatima, he says. 
And so, not uh, otherwise that the in alkamine, uh, which will equal finally term one, uh, also translate the idea of the, of presence, and is uh, is the idea of divine unity. And uh, one can understand that this nominal coming corresponds as well as with the insan coming as with the divine name Almumin. So Tajiman Almumin Alkamil is God himself, or we can think of it as the Hakikam Pamaliya. In the second section, just after that, uh, devoted to the story of what happened uh, with him and the Kaaba, translated uh, by the Nidrili in, in the article in Mia's Lost Letters to the Kaaba, uh, he says, he used the expression, what Jaga in al what came, what overcame me from the Kaaba, so using this idea of Jaria, okay, which here is expressing in a verbal form. So then he describes how a fresh night of moon, in which there was a soft uh, rain, he was out <coughs> to perform the tawaf, the circumambulation, and there was nobody doing it, only a single person. Uh, but uh, one understands from the story that it was himself in his singularity. Uh, and he describes how the Kaaba uh, appeared in an imaginal mode, and say, uh, he says, in the form of a maiden, possible translation, Surat Jaria, so the same word that is used to refer to the maiden. Uh, we could also say in a circular form, depends. Um, he ha had never seen, nor could he imagine, any, any maiden more beautiful than this one. Finally, after the Kaaba calmed down, she was really angry with Hidnara before, for his questioning about the nature of the stone in relation to the condition of, of men, of human beings. So, after she came down, because Hidnara was reciting verses to her to, to, for, with his purpose, the Kaaba indicated to him that he could proceed with the Tawaf. They have long numerical notes about the verses, the number of verses of each poem addressed to the Kaaba, the number of the letters of the rhyme, everything corresponds in such a beautiful manner. This is astonishing, and this is a dimension of Finnaldi's poetry that has not been studied and provides a lot of insights about the text. But I will not stop there. And, uh, in, in the other poem of 19 verses, 19 being equal to Nizam or to Wujud, which are both 19, in which uh, that Ibnarabi recited to the Kaaba to make her uh, calm down, uh, in the third verse he addressed the Kaaba by saying to her, Daughter of my Lord, light of my heart, Kurrat Ra'ayn. Okay, so he's also addressing the Kaaba as Koda Tukai. It appears with all clarity in this language of intimate interconnection that the name of the maiden uh, is Koda Tukai, as the name of the Kaaba, and also the fact that the maiden is his own heart. 
as well in the full meaning as in a figurated uh, approach. So I understand that those references I gave you already clarify the enigmatic figure of Purratul Ain uh, in, as much, uh, in as much as it is a personal image, a feminine epiphany of the of the Kaaba, and following with the neologistic approach I had in, in the, during this trip, let me call that a gynecophany. By opposition, you know, we have epiphanies in a masculine form or in a feminine form, and this is meaningful. We have these two very close characters of the Fata and the Maiden. In this particular case, case it would be a gynecophany. Okay. Uh, so, the Kaaba directly in the episode of, of her anger and Kurratulain, when she critically comments the four verses that inspired the Tarjuman, they appear as mediations of divine instruction. In Tashar Rasayi, in Arabic, use the term Tarbiya, connected to the, to the Kaaba, and in this section of Futuhat, he uses Tadi. I knew that through this reaction of the Kaaba, God wanted to make my Adab better. In both cases, the Kaaba, through Purratulain or directly, is teaching in Arabic in this function of the instructor. Okay, um, the interpreter of passions is particularly connected with the eight epistles of love of the Tasha Basayi in correspondence, of course, with the eight vertices of the cube, and those letters were uh, dedicated to the Kaaba in his work, as I mentioned, Tash Arasai, written in, in Mecca, precisely in the year 600, which is, uh, and you would say, well, this is too much of an interpretation, but I'm working very much on the very precise uh, symbolic value of dates in the composition of works. So, in my workshop later, I will comment, for example, of the three meaningful dates connected to the Tarjuman, which contains more of the significant elements of the work. So, for in Arabic, a, a date is a providential fact and is completely meaningful in, term, in terms of the value of numbers. In that case, 600, which is the, the six uh, connected to the six phases of the Kaaba. When he is entering into, into the subject, Amaba, uh, the master says that after meeting with the Kaaba, he says, I contemplated directly, I learned to, a, 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 a cosmic constitution. We could translate it an orbital constitution. Cosmic in the sense of the spheres. He says, Nash'a Falakiya, Falak, the spheres. He says of the Kaaba, I contemplated uh, an angelic reality. So, Hatika uh, Malakiya. Okay, so the eight angels carrying the throne, among other aspects we could uh, refer to. He says, Jaria Funkiya. Ah, very difficult to translate that if you do not practice uh, lexical interreference and you are not conscious of the symbol I. Uh, we are we are seeing of the cube within the sphere because this is the jaya which is the maiden is also the circularity of
of the image and full refers to the ark, to the divine ark, Marka, Safina. For those interested in the image, I wrote this article in Mia's The Ark of Creation. We are dealing with all the images of sheep, ark, etc. Noah's ark, the ark of creation, the divine throne as an ark, oneself as an ark, as a Safina as an ark. So he is contemplating this circularity in the nature of a, of a ship or the ark of creation. And he says, and I contemplating a degree of kinship in the, in the understood in this uh, mundane domain of dunya. So he says, Munkiya, Daraja Munkiya. And he contemplated a Meccan teaching, Tarbiya Makkiya. This is very relevant. And also the Makkiya is, in terms of numbers, equivalent to Muhammadiyya as well as being 11. Uh, Makkah, I, I mean, so being 2 as well. For those not familiar with the, with the reduction of numbers from complexity to simplicity, it will be difficult to understand equivalences. But anyway, uh, to, to know that Makkah comes to be 2 in that sense might be meaningful in the, in the text. So, the relation of the Kaaba with Mecca, the relation of the Kaaba of Mecca with the celestial Kaaba and with the sphere of the, of the um, celestial spheres, uh, with the dimension of Malakut, as well as her condition of center of the, of the Mulk, of the, of the realm, uh, of, the, of the seen world, or her function of instructor, teacher, and inspiring figure of illuminations of the openings, that comes to mean as well Al Fatra inspired the Fulhan Nakiya, Kurratulain inspired the Tajuman, are made clear in that phrase of such a symbolic fancy. Okay, one goes to the Tasha Rasayan start reading as a go. In just few expressions, such a density I cannot understand. One has to operate as a contemplation and you have to let imagination penetrate the, the meanings of the images. So for this, this sense, the fluidity of this symbolical transitivity is absolutely necessary. Without this uh, fluidity, we cannot read it narratively. So it's like letting you go, okay, what is now, what is now Jariya meaning here in relation to a, to a ship? And this is cosmological, it's personal. So many levels implied, implied in just two terms. In, in one of the poems of his Diwan, he would start by saying, Behold the throne in, in whose waters there is an ark circle navigating, navigating circularly. And the ark is circular itself. Okay? This ark contains the names of God. I mean, it's the, it's the, the very symbol of the circle. And when I was doing this, this article on the ark, I was thinking of diagrams in a plane. So I thought, okay, the 28 sections of letters within the circle. Later on, when I discovered the relevance of the, the centrality of the symbol of the cube, I tend to think of that shape of this arc, of this throne, as a three-dimensional symbol most expressively, expressively seen in the cube within the sphere.
And of course, the belt he's using in this, the throne, Tashri, is, is the throne, is Anarch Jariya, okay, always the same term. As Chotkevich explains in his article, The Paradox of the Kaaba, and simply in the same site where today the pilgrim contemplates the Bait Allah, Noah's Ark, during the 40 days and nights of the, so, sorry, Noah's Ark, during the 40 days and nights of the flood, also carried out the Tawaf. And here we see once more the correspondence of the Ark and the Kaaba. So, connected also, of course, to the symbol of Noah's Ark, that should be contemplated with the same diagram of the cube within the sphere. As with the reference to a Meccan teaching, as the title itself of the Futuhat Makiya uh, might be deeply connected to the symbolism derived from the correspondence, the alphanumeric correspondence of the word Makkha and the word Muhammad. So, when we say Makkan teaching or Futuhat Makiya, we are also referring to Muhammadian teachings and illuminations. Yes, Eric? Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. By, by the way, any, any insights so far of, of any answer about the number of chapters of the Futuhat? Yeah, well, the five, 560 is his birthday. The 560 Exactly, exactly, precisely. But the Jariah Tolok is also the swelling breast of the young girl. So. Very precisely. <laughs> so it refers to the Fidra of Ibn Arabi when he was given birth providentially. This year would be an expression of Ibn Arabi's original Fidra. So Futuhan Nakiya comes to be, there are many numerical approaches to that, but comes to be an expression of his own inner nature. So Futuhan Nakiya is a living, book is Ibn Arabi as a living book. And I call that, would you allow me so many neologistic expressions? <laughs> Bibliophania, uh, which, <laughs> which is not a joke. It is, it is suitable because in many times to understand that the book, especially the, the Quran or the sacred uh, books, uh, have a theophanic uh, presentation as a temple will produce, uh, result in an epiphany, a book will result in an epiphany, and those living books are, in a sense, epiphanies. In that, in that case, it's of the Ruhani of Ibn Arabi himself. So, through this equation, I never read about it, I'm happy to see that you know, we come to understand that Al-Futuhat al makiya is an expression of the living fibra of Ibn Arabi himself. And, and, the, and the 28, 28, 28, 28, 560 then, with the, the four, the, the letters of all of the four books, of the Kaaba, uh -huh. 556, 560. Wonderful. I came to realize that because of Insaim, when he is claiming, with the numbers, that Ibn Arabi would be the central figure of Islamic tradition, which is not yet known, but will be soon published, he gives his name and says, Muhammad Ibn Ali, Ibn Muhammad Ibn Ali. And the, if you sum the, the numbers, the letters, is 560. In no other genealogy, the last in appears, that is, and then I saw, hmm, this is familiar. And uh, so there is, in is not at all the only author who is working with this dimension of alphanumeric uh, ways of signifying. Let me see. Oh, what? Hmm. Well, now I, I had a, a development 
so the Kaaba is described as Jaya Funkilla, as an, a life arc with a circular movement that corresponds to the symbol of the throne and the angels and the eight angels. Um, and in that case of the Taj al-Basai, to the eight servants that uh, are the mediations or the inter intercessors of the eight uh, epistles, the eight letters. Uh, of course, in, in all those cases, those servants are inner presences of Ibn Arabi himself. And uh, with the exception of the first inclusive one called Muhammad Abdullah, they are all called, in addition to Abdel Hai or Abdel Alim, they are all called Muhammad Ibn Ali as Muhammad Ibn Ali himself is, is Ibn Arabi. So, we have the, the names and relations of these letters, and it is evident that the, name, the divine names connected to the eight letters and the attributes connected to the epistles, such as Mashariya, Fibrosia, etc., we see, they, they correspond, uh, these correspond to the seven attributes, seven personal attributes of the divine person. And this is an interesting reflection also. Ten minutes only? Okay, so I will pass quickly over this to reach at least the end. And uh, so these seven attributes should be a matter of consideration as, as the question of uh, the qualitative presence beyond the bridge in the other life, in other dimensions, and the, the continuity of the personal soul which do not necessarily imply the things we have in this dimension, as Eric was suggesting. So when, when the essence of the singularity of, of the person, of the individuality, uh, is considered, those seven attributes come as, the, as, the, as let's say, a permanent reference. The seven essential attributes that a soul in the image of God will have. So, not including, for example, the bodily dimension in this, in this context. Well, Grill thought that uh, the relationship of this, uh, of the name of the letters, as the letter of uh, concerning existence or concerning contemplation, or etc., would be uh, difficult to explain in the terms of the seven attributes, and I am devoting an uh, some two pages to explain this correspondence. I will mention, perhaps, for example, the third example that, that is connected to the attribute of speech. So we have the, uh, the servant, in that case, is called Abd Shakur. If, if it is audition and you call the servant of the all hearing, the connection is clear. But what is the connection in between speech and Abd Shakur, the one who is thankful? Okay? It's not evident. It is a case in which you have to go to, to the lexical interreference, to the meaning of the root, to know that any, if not all, most of the roots of Arabic language, starting by Shin Kaf or Shin Kaf, so pages of a dictionary, they all go back to the same onomatopoeic sound, which is Shah, as you would have in Shah, for example, in English meaning rupture, okay? So, this, in the origin, it is very easy to see that in the other roots with Shinkhaf, 
independently of which one is the third level. Okay, because roots have a very literal origin in general. <coughs> now, Shakur is particularly beautiful and difficult to grasp, but it is connected to the fact that when a branch of a tree gives, produces new branches, it breaks. Okay, there is a breaking image of new branches coming from the from the bigger one. Or there is this beautiful image of the, which is the main image of the root, of a breast of, for example, of a she camel, a breast so full of, of milk that it will, will overflow. So it, it is an eruption of milk because of abundance. From this abundance of plants or milk, it comes. Oh, this is a generous camel. It is a generous camel because it's so overabundant in there. So it is. A, it's in Spanish we would say agradecido. So generous to thankful. Okay. I don't know how it works in English. I should find a proper translation. But the idea of thankfulness here comes from superabundant generosity. That's the original meaning of the idea of, thank of divine thankfulness. So once you find, once you know that, the connection is very clear. A speech, the attribute of the divine person being mutakalli, is connected to this superabundance of generous creativity that is speech itself, naming the, the things to come into existence. Well, I cannot uh, stop there. I can't tell you how many connections I found in the way. How do he mention himself in the text? His full name, named in a way that is only for that text, will have a numerical precise value, as do the title, as do every chapter. The letters of the attributes connected to the chapter will be very meaningful. Everything is meaningful in, in terms of numbers. We don't have the time, nor the, it's not the situation to go into that deeply, but uh, uh, certainly some, some of you can be, can have doubts about all these things. Let me give you an example. In the Tashara side, there are five points, and then six isolated verses. Okay, the three first isolated verses come first, and the rhyme is always meaningful in, in terms of numbers. So you have three, two, one. After the five points, you have another three isolated verses in different places, and the rhymes equal to one, two, Three. Coincidence, perhaps. But the five points you get in the book, without exception, reveal that the number of verses equals the value of the rhyme. So if the rhyme is five, you have five verses. If the rhyme is six, you have six verses. Okay? I know how extensive this is because I'm working deeply with that in the Tachuma, and I tell you it's amazing that in addition to the numbers of metrics, you get the value of the rhyme is extremely significant, and the number of verses is, if not always, most of the times, highly significant. So you see many more dimensions of numeric resonance, which is part of the music of poetry. We have the matter, we have these other musical dimensions. Okay? Well, we have not the, the time to stop there. Imagine counting syllables and so many domains where numbers are extremely meaningful. And we are in the beginning 
I mean, uh, did uh, provide with Fususa Hikam a lot of insights, but there is still a lot to do in that realm. So, so let's get back to Kurratukai. And uh, it is said in the Dajamanda cheese of Greek origin, as we saw. So, how do we take that? Is she said to be uh, grooming because of a uh, color? In that case, we should understand that this luminous thing, a white thing, or it is because of a Christi Christian background in something in relation to Jesus. There are some scholars who related the Father to a, who connected the Father to Jesus. Is that is that a Christian image? I it's not yet solved for for my understanding. But uh, anyway. Uh, suddenly, we have this description that, that clearly makes reference to a feminine. One has to say that in the original Tarjuman, Nizam is, okay, thank you, is not mentioned. My opinion at the moment is that in the original book, the, the Tarjuman has been inspired by Kurva Tulayn and in fact implicitly comes from her and is dedicated to her. The only point that is commented three times in the Tarjuman, in the whole works of Ibn Arabi, in the whole production, is those four verses. Quite difficult to understand. Four verses that he will connect to four subtle knowledges in the commentary, and to connect to four, four forms of love, etc., emphasizing the meaning and the relationship of those verses with the four angels of the, of the Kaaba. Um, so, as the Futuhat was dedicated uh, later on to Mahrawi, but implicitly is inspired and, in a sense, goes back to the Fatah, in the same sense, Nidam is the, the, the one to whom it's dedicated in a sense, but ultimately, the, what is meant by Nidam herself as, as Epiphany is Kurratukai. They are like two aspects of a, of a single essential reality, I would say. Think of it that at some point we may even imagine that that Nidam would appear, that Kurratulain would appear with an image similar to, to the real existent Nidam as the angel Gabriel appeared to Muhammad in the form of Pihya Calvin, for example, of a, a, a young, beautiful man of a particular tribe. So, could, we could relate those images. When he is addressing Kurratulain and saying, O Kasim, son of my, son, literally, daughter of the maternal uh, aunt, what is your name? And she said, Kurratulain, pleasure of the eye. And very gently he answers, mine. I mean, she says, I'm pleasure of the eye. He says, my pleasure. But he just says, mine, which is a proportion of seven to four. Every, I mean, if I'm not wrong, the subtlety of the underlying numbers of the expressions, such as this one, is really unbelievable. I mean, his degree of consciousness, he's the big master of numbers. So if we have to refer to a person who will be extremely conscious of the numbers implied by the expressions, it's him. And so, uh, when you read also this other dimension, it gets so beautiful. So, in a sense, he's saying, Kurra mine. In a sense, he's saying, it is my own I. It is my own entity. 
I am myself, Robert Lyon. Well, I cannot. Ah, this bit of Hala. Hala numerically is very interesting, but also to mention that Hala, although it, it's normally connected to the root Hawala, by lexical interreference, it comes to be the same as Hayala, which is the root of imagination. So he's also saying daughter of imagination, of the imaginal world. And thus he is referring to the nature of the Kaaba being imaginalized in the form of, of a feminine figure in Kurratul Ayn. Final, final paragraph, so that Omar don't get worried. <laughs> so just reflecting on what, what we say, Kurratul Ayn is a, a, a temenophany that corresponds to the symbol of the cube inside the sphere and expresses in transjective mode, by virtue of the inherent polyvalence of the symbolical transitivity, all aspects of the relationship of identity in between unity and multiplicity. Kuratul Ain is the, main, the inspiring maiden of the Tajuman, and in that sense can be identified with the spiritual Nidam, and we can say that she is Nidam as the destinatory of the Tajuman. So, ginecophania, uh, as I was suggesting, ginecophany. In another sense, she is the, the temenophany of the Kaaba, and we can say that she is the Kaaba herself. In another sense, she is the epiphany of the heart of the Gnostic, and we can say that she is the heart capable of adopting any form. From another perspective, she is the epiphany of the interiority of Ibnarabi himself, and we can say that she is Ibnarabi himself in a feminine perceptive mode. We can also say in an inclusive mode that, that she is a theophany, divinity itself making, becoming manifest, present under the, the transjective appearance of all those mentioned forms. We can say that she is the divine throne and the ark uh, as a cosmophany in all the in every sense. We can say that she is the world of the soul, uh, the creative imagination uh, uh, revealing her effects. We can say that as the Fata, number four by the way, she is a, a figure, an identity, an entity I, I, the number four, which incarnates the pure symbolical polyvalence of, ex of transjective existence in all the extent. Place of manifestation of the Ain Wahida. Uh, she will be in that sense a divine name that as all the names in their, trans, in their symbolical transitivity mean ultimately the divine essence. Thank you. Thank you.